Hello and welcome. We are just doing a quick recording here to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. Editor's note here. Technical note. Yeah, just a little technical note that we had some technical difficulties on this recording. So our audio quality isn't as superb as normal, but still pretty good, though. I mean, it's just in a couple of places where it gets a little wonky. But given your uh, editing expertise, I think you you pulled this one off as well as it could have been under the circumstances. I appreciate that. And we think it kind of fits really well with the movie we're discussing anyway. So mm-hmm. considering it's the room. Yeah. <laughs> It it just fits right in there perfectly. So sit back, relax, and listen to us intro again, because here's your editor's notes. Thank you. And it is that time again. We are watching another B movie, and I guess I just have to go, oh, hi, Mark. Yep, yep. See, that that, that worked. I am Stephen Reyes with my co-host. Oh, hi, Stephen. My name is Sean Anderson. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And I think we have a special person as well, but we'll have to get to that once we get past our intro and you know what why delay any longer i think we should just jump right into this so we are more movies please and hello and welcome to another b movie bonus this week we are this week See, I'm already screwing up that this movie has me so messed up. It's this month. We are talking about The Room. And how are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing OK. How are you doing today, Stephen? I'm doing good. Have you have you recovered? I don't know if I've recovered from this movie. Uh, well, I don't know. Is, is recovery the right word or or I, I don't know if I have quite adjusted to um, my new life as a <laughs> as someone who has seen this movie and, and has I experienced the wonder and the majesty of of uh, Tommy Wiseau. Mm, well, in regards to Discover, we do have a special treat because we actually have a room expert today. Oh yeah, who actually loves this movie, which is something I find intriguing. But we, let's welcome Iman Elzane. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Stephen got the name perfectly. <laughs> Stephen, you did get my name perfectly. Yes, it's not an easy Yay. one. So that deserves an applause. Yes. But this was an interesting movie. And so I know how many times have you seen this, Iman? I would say I've seen it at least six times, which I will definitely be seeing it more in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I never thought I would say this, but I'll be seeing it more after hearing your description of the live screening events. Now I actually want to see it, but I think this was my third time just because I had to be there for Sean's first time. It was my first time. I, I was uh, a the room newbie. But now that I've seen it, I think, Stephen, you're exactly correct. The, all I want to do is go to one of those crazy like Rocky Horror Picture-esque uh, screenings. I'm assuming they're probably taking place around midnight. Is, is it sort of a midnight showing thing? Yes, it's a lot like the Rocky Horror Picture Show screenings. If you've ever been to that, right. you know, they're at small theaters. Um they happen at midnight. People dress up. People have a lot of great audience participation, things that they do. And it is always best to see it with a room virgin. You know, we're going to steal yeah. that from them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, 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 it sounds like that was your experience with me. I don't know how, <laughs> how, how did I do watching this film? I think actually most of the times I've seen it, 
probably have been with people that haven't seen it before because okay. I forced them to be subjected to it because uh, you're going to be my friend. You have to love the room or at least yeah. know the room. <laughs> um, but you did great. Oh, On thank you. To the participation things, you know, we did it in our own way, just the three of us. Um, mm. You sat through the seven minute sex scene. So <laughs> multiple sex scenes. Yes. Uh, so well, I'm I'm curious. What was what was your what was your first time like? Oh, <laughs> uh, my first the room time. I actually so I went to school up in Vancouver, BC, um, mm-hmm. university up there, and I was studying film production. But one of my favorite courses was film studies, mm-hmm. and my favorite film studies class was cult cinema. So we watched like just my favorite movies were in that class yeah. and yeah. the room was also, that's where I discovered the room. So we watched it in a theater at my school with the whole class. And the teacher had given us scripts ahead of time that had all of the audience participation things written oh, in there. Oh yeah. man. So I'm envious of that right away. Yeah. Oh, so I, this is fascinating to me. I, I, uh, I guess we should talk about the the actual movie, but what is what is a a cult film studies course entail? What is that like? Because Stephen and I went to video to film school, but mm. I think the closest we got to like uh, watching movies class was like we're we're gonna watch the the stuffy like best of the best movies. <laughs> we we didn't have a worst of the worst movies class. Yeah, I mean you know for people that maybe didn't go to film school, you can imagine it's like a literature class even where you read the book and then you talk about the book and what was the meaning behind this and what's the symbolism and blah blah blah. Except they're just really crappy movies. They're like the worst <laughs> movies ever made. Um but the thing that's so interesting is you're finding all of these really beautiful things in the films or maybe not so beautiful but it just it takes as much work to make a crappy movie as it does to make a good movie. And sometimes they're crappy on purpose because someone just has this wild, crazy, absurd idea. And sometimes they're crappy because someone has no idea what they're doing. Mm. But there's, yeah, just cult is a wide range too. It's not just bad, but it could just be like really um, like, you know, vampires and period blood, like and teen girls. So sometimes they're just like very specific in a weird way, <laughs> but they're still great movies. So did, did you find any, did you find any symbolism in the room? Was there a deeper meaning to the room? Oh boy. Well, we could write a whole book on that. <laughs> I think with the room, what it really comes down to is Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. Now it's really, it's just like, it's about him. It's his story. And it's kind of like, It's his idea of like what it is to be in America and be an American and have a normal American dream. I think the room is his American dream. And so, yeah, if you look at it that way, there's like, I mean, that's also not how I looked at it when I saw it the first time in (laughs) cult cinema's class. (laughs) But um, after reading the book, you get a lot more of sort of his insight and story. So they're. There, there's continually layers being added to the movie. Well, I, I think he's spot on with his depiction of America because, you know, frequently <laughs> I'm I'm being torn apart. And I, I, I'm glad that somebody really <laughs> put it into cinema. Finally. <laughs> yes. So exactly. I, I have to say two things to that. One, I need to move now. 
<laughs> two, I have to give him credit. Well, I have to give him a lot, a lot of credit because like the first time I saw it, I was not watching it from like, oh, this is what you're feeling. This is your story. I was just like, what the hell did you make and why did it happen? So I've come a long way since then. But how many movies, how many people can say they've made a movie where one of their lines is like iconic, like almost to the whole um, Rocky Adrian yell, the, yeah. you tear me apart, Lisa, I'd say are both as well known now. Wait, I have a surprise. <gasps> you found it. Oh my gosh. Wait, 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 okay. wait. I cut off with this portal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is this is a Tommy Wiseau uh, bobblehead we're being shown. This is amazing. He's holding a football and a rose. <laughs> oh, hi, Danny. Oh, hi, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, I hope you were able to catch his lines because they're so good. I think so. Oh, no, they're good. And I, I haven't replaced the batteries in like, you know, since I got it like six years ago. So I'm actually surprised it's still working. <laughs> good job. Tom. Well, it's just that good. <laughs> so Steven, I want to know what was your first time like with this movie? Uh, well, my first time was very similar to my third that I was drinking to get through it and when you start playing the drinking game you essentially well the first time as i told you guys i finished the movie because i was so hammered in the first half that i couldn't get to the remote that's because like literally my friend greg and i were like all right anytime he says something wrong we're gonna drink anytime they go upstairs to have sex we're gonna drink anytime the camera doesn't make sense needless to say the remote was only two inches away from me but i could not make it to the remote That tells you a lot about the movie. Mm -hmm. But it was enjoyable that uh, watching it a third time kind of allowed me to focus on certain things like, do they ever lock their front door? Because I think everybody in the apartment complex has access to that place and makes themselves at home. I I would argue that everybody, everybody in the neighborhood probably knows about this, this door and like, and go into this room, go into the room. You'll probably find something insane happening. It's, it's a blast. (laughs) It, (laughs) somebody could sell tickets for just an experience. Like, I don't know, uh, uh, an experience sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, amusement park esque or like like weird state fair sort of ride to go in and just see two people like yelling at each other or <laughs> another two people having sex on the couch in the middle, you know, in the middle of the day or something. That would be a really weird escape room. It would be a weird escape room. And it's Tommy Wiseau's world. So it's um, he would never charge, you know, just- that's mm-hmm. true. What, what does he need money for? He's he's apparently from what I've heard. He's he's weirdly wealthy. Yes. Yeah. No like one really knows where his money came from. Uh huh. Has um, anybody gotten close? Is there like a, a, a I don't know, a, a team of an expedition <laughs> team trying to figure this out? There is um, a vague guess as uh, to it, which you can find in the disaster artist book. His okay. best friend is Greg Sestero, who was the actor that plays Mark, the guy that betrays him in the movie. And Mark or Greg wrote a book about the making of the room. Which is what the new movie that, you know, James Franco did um, is based on. And so the book's called Disaster Artist. And there he does kind of allude to it. But really, no one knows where, like, his millions of dollars to shoot the thing in two different formats and, like, <laughs> where that came from. Oh, yeah. That just, um, well, I haven't read the book yet. So I'll refer to you that with the Disaster Artist movie, when he just buys all the gear rather than renting it, is that accurate? Because yes. I'm just, oh. Yeah. He buys <laughs> that just gear. shocked me. 
he like makes a roof set when he could have just like gone and shot on a roof somewhere. (laughs) Notice in the movie too, when they're on the roof, the green screen behind them, like the images behind them don't match up. The background behind them is always changing. Yeah. (laughs) That was, that was ridiculous. Although, although I, you know, I want to give them credit because as far as like, like green screen work goes, I thought that was pretty decent. I mean, it was obvious. It wasn't like, uh, the real San Francisco background, because like, I'm pretty sure San Francisco doesn't change throughout the day. <laughs> but like, I I mean, his the money he invested, I think, went a long way. It looked pretty decent. I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, now the more the more I think about this film and the more we talk about it here, the more I'm convinced that he may just be a misunderstood genius <laughs> <laughs> and is just like he knows what he's doing. It's just everybody else who doesn't get him. Right? He <laughs> has some sort of secret. This uh-huh. is one of the things that I really love about him is and his story, which only came to be over the past couple of years. You know, initially myself, I was the same. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst movie ever made, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Now it's like, like this guy just had a dream. He really wanted to be an actor. And he was like ahead of the curve of producing and directing and acting and writing his own stuff before everybody else. Nowadays, they tell all the actors, yes, do that, write, direct, produce, do it all together for yourself. But at the time, he was crazy for doing that. It was like, look at the opening credits. It's one of the things you make fun of during the screenings (laughs) because every name of producer, of writer is Tommy Wiseau. Mm -hmm. But he was just ahead of his time. And now, you know, sure, he made the worst movie ever made, but everybody goes to see it and talk about it. And James Franco played him in a, you know, so like, he yeah. found success somehow. I, I like, I mean, you know, production wise, it's not, it's, I've seen better movies made. I, I hope that I've made better <laughs> movies, you know, but you're, you're, I think you're a hundred percent right. How many other films that have ever been made, even by like, you know, the, the best directors, can have this sort of longevity because this was made in 2003 or at least released i believe mm-hmm. 17 years by this recording and it's like how many other great filmmakers can say the same thing you know they may all have some of their like evergreen stand the test of time films but mm-hmm. i like how many of them can say that for like their first film <laughs> not many I, I yeah i don't know i mean sad to say my first films aren't going to be <laughs> they're, they're not going to be up there with the room <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good thing yeah yeah <laughs> although you know i i want uh, you you say that but i wouldn't say no to like uh what billboards up in la that stay up there for years or or people coming to midnight screenings of my films <laughs> yeah i really wouldn't say no either i think i'd be cool with it <laughs> It's like you can only hope to make a movie as bad as The Room. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's up there. He's he's in rarefied air. I think it's just what him and Ed Wood, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it, it's 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 a special sort of film. I really like it. It's well, your it, most surprising moment that you didn't see coming. That it didn't feel like an hour and forty minute film. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like weirdly, I you know, I got to the end and I, I would love to hear how it was for both of you. But I got to the end and I'm like, OK, it's clear there, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on with this film. There's there. You could pick it apart easily. But I got to the end. I was looking at my watch. I'm like, what? It's over already. <laughs> I want to I want to see more. I want to I want I want these characters to be fleshed out. I want to see a backstory. Like why why does Lisa hate to- or, or Johnny that much? Because I'm not seeing it. I don't know. I I just wanted I wanted more. 
And that was the most surprising part to me. I was like, <laughs> I was upset why I didn't get it. <laughs> was there anything for you, Stephen, watching it again, you know, that surprised you that you didn't remember? Well, you definitely pointed out the spoons in the frame for me that I had, hadn't even noticed before. Like, forget noticing that it happens all the time that I hadn't even noticed it once that surprising. I would definitely say how quickly that Johnny and Mark become friends and fight like because that had gotten past me the first two times but literally one moment they're fighting the other moment they're shaking hands and then they're fighting again they just <laughs> threw me off the dynamic I felt like I went from watching Maury Povich to Jerry Springer and then to Oprah <laughs> well that's one of the things that you count at like a live screening is how many times Mark says Johnny's my best friend <laughs> but you're my best friend Johnny I can't do that Johnny he's my best friend you know it's Johnny <laughs> and and no one can no one knows how many times he says it because by the end you count he says it that uh, many times. <laughs> yeah, this film does have sort of a, a special quality of just kind of like you were saying. You know, you start out the, at the beginning like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, but then somehow you get sucked in and you're like I just, I can't look away. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> no, you, you are 100 correct because i was getting ready to watch your reaction the entire time uh-huh. and i got sucked in watching it even though i've seen it twice before i was just like oh oh so just like i'd say like the big moments that I, big or just moments that i found entertaining like the tuxedo football i wanted to see your face on that one <laughs> the um love scenes that felt like they were selling like a now romance 2000 cds where they have like the top hits of the decade that's what i felt like what was happening in those scenes with the mosquito nets around the bedroom oh, man the r&b genre was getting a huge it was doing a lot of work in this film <laughs> i kind of as i said i wished he had kenny g playing the sax in the background or even like um uh who am i thinking of <gasps> tay, no, no, tay no, diggs no. or something tay just somebody diggs. I, you know, I, 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 I want to try to, uh, uh, raise the funds enough funds to make this sort of like midnight screening with a Kenny G live soundtrack happen, because I think that's a brilliant idea. I bet you just emailed Tommy Wiseau. He has the funds already. He would just be like, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent correct. And you know, what's Kenny G doing? He's going to say, no, come on. Come on. <laughs> No, those kind of screenings are the best that we're going to eventually, well, by the time this airs, we'll have already covered Army of Darkness because he hasn't seen that yet. I don't know. Nope. Oh, we have another one. Oh, well, I went to a Sam Raimi screening of Army of Darkness Mm -hmm. and they actually had a band playing the entire soundtrack for the entire movie in the front of the theater. Wow. How did that change the experience for you? Because you probably seen it quite a few times before then. Oh, yeah. I've seen it like probably at least 15 plus times. Oh, yeah. So it definitely made a different experience for me just because you have so many people that love this film and then they some people who actually took the time to learn the music to play it live and timed right to what's on the screen totally different experience wow cool well now now i'm a little bummed i have to watch army of darkness just on my couch you'll you'll be happy because you'll be safe (laughs) what does that mean that sounds so threatening i don't like this steven Uh, I'm going to leave that like that until you figure it out. <laughs> no, oh, this is the worst. You're the worst. But we're talking about the room. The room. The room. Yes, the room. There's so much to talk about, too. <laughs> so, uh, I, should we should we just recap everything? Should we talk? Should we get into it? <laughs> Go for it. Yes. So if you guys haven't seen the room yet, heard the read the book or heard of the disaster artist, keep listening and you'll be having spoilers because we're not going to stop talking because we want to keep going. <laughs> we have to. We have to get to the climax. 
<laughs> How many times did they climax in this movie? Ooh. Too many. Too many. <laughs> so like there, there was almost a third person if they that kid had it his way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta give Danny credit for like just trying. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> his apple. It's a uh, yeah. <laughs> apple eating for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just staring upstairs as he creeps up. If, it does, if this doesn't make sense for people, that's because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so 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 obviously, clearly, we're in San Francisco. Uh, if if that doesn't become obvious to you throughout the movie, then I you must be asleep because. <laughs> How? There are any reminders. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like that was another, I uh, uh, like midnight screening sort of uh, bit of fun because yeah. there are. I how many how many times did they pan across the Golden Gate Bridge in this film? Like I I don't know. I would expect it once just to be like, oh hey, San Francisco, right? But mm-hmm. it keep it keeps happening. Like I I would say conservatively ten percent <laughs> establishing shots. Of the city. It's not even like, oh, here's a shot of San Francisco, like the Golden Gate Bridge, blah, blah, blah like, let's move on. It's like, let's pan the entire <laughs> length of the Golden Gate Bridge multiple times. Multiple times. Backward, forward. Right. Like, well, and- you got to make sure you didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, there are many suspension bridges here in this country. It could be somewhere else. Obviously. Well, that's why he threw in the full house houses so that you weren't. <laughs> You know, in case there were any doubts, like those are there. That People sing that theme song when you're watching it mm-hmm. <laughs> live. <laughs> well, they don't lock their door, so yes. you're always welcome in. Just like the room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is his ode to that, I guess, you know, that feeling of family and friendship. <laughs> uh, that was so- a re- really close family that was trying to make a family, in my opinion, for the room. Yeah. So, so is that what the the title is supposed to suggest? Is is like a, a family room, just something, uh, a place to be welcomed and and to feel at home? I kind of think not. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like projecting onto it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because he like thought the whole thing was taking place in this room, and it's like I I don't know because it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know why he named it the room. I'm not sure anyone does. I can't remember uh, explained in the book, but yeah, that, I don't know. That might I mean, be I, another mystery. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. It. I think that was that room is one of what three sets in this entire film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that in the roof, and there's the roof. Yeah, there's just outside. There's uh, oh yeah yeah that brick wall that alleyway. There's mm-hmm. their room. Right. There's two rooms. Even. Two rooms. So, oh, my God. OK, so are we breaking this here? Are, are you suggesting there might be a, a, a second room, a sequel, the room two? Oh, I bet that many people have asked for that. I wonder if there's a script. There's got to be. There's got to. Somebody be. has had to have written one. I just <laughs> no, wondering that's probably, how they would that's, continue. That's, that's Tommy's like quarantine project. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They did write another movie. No, him and Greg Be- are going to do best another- friends. Best friends, yeah. Part one and two. Yeah. Two parts. Wow. Mm-hmm. That come out? It's out. It's on my Voodoo account because I've been waiting to find people to watch it with because I'm really curious. Yeah. Oh my god, I remember when 
it was going to come out and I was so excited and I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, no, I saw the trailer and I was just like, this is even creepier than before. I have to know. Creepier? Creepiest. Okay, because we got we got to talk about the room here because like we we alluded to Danny, like almost menage a twying it up with with mm -hmm. Johnny and Lisa in their marital bed. And I don't even know. Like at that point, I thought Danny was their child, which (laughs) made it way weirder for me. But he's just some like neighborhood like uh, I I don't know teenage boy who's crushing hard on Lisa. He's like the actor is like kind of old too. Didn't you say that he was like older than most? If I remember right, yeah, he's like the oldest one of like the young. um, You know, not I mean, obviously not the grandma, the mother, or whatever. But like Mm. he's like the oldest one on set, and he's like the kid, (laughs) the neighborhood kid adult, like. Well, you know, whatever he's doing, I want to do it. He must be moisturizing regularly because that kid looks 16. Well, he's eating apples, so that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Going straight <laughs> to the store for apples after this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I- I'm very curious to see his next installment because the trailer involved a morgue and like some crazy mystery stuff. I'm just like, what's happening now? I seen her call them driving like they were on a road trip or something. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm making that up or if I saw that in the trailer. They're definitely in a car having an intense discussion. Right. Yeah. So it's it's something I'm like, I need to watch this just because I'm so morbidly curious now. <laughs> Stephen, could you tell from the trailer, did he film in multiple formats again? Is that is that like the 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 Weezo style? <laughs> I don't recall. I'll have to take a look. It's possible, but uh, I don't think so. I feel like this one looked like some people were helping out more this time, like telling him, no, 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 we have to do it this way, not this way anymore. This So the story definitely has his voice. Mm-hmm. The filming looks like somebody in production has added a hand. Uh, OK, all right. I think a lot of people tried to do that with the room, but he just refused to listen to everyone. Mm-hmm. Really? Fire them and hire someone new or, you know. Oh, my goodness. He was that much of like a crack in the whip guy. Like Peter. Remember the his psychologist oh. friend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> who just who became a different person. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, I like halfway through the movie towards the end, there's just this different actor. <laughs> and one of the things you see at the screen, you're like, who the fuck are you? It's Peter. And that's never even explained. I had no idea when I was watching. I asked you two of that, like, who the hell is this? <laughs> he looks nothing like the other guy. No, isn't even wearing glasses. Not even wearing glasses. Well, the only time you see that is in Doctor Who or soap operas. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the main one of the characters has just changed. Whoop, goodbye. <laughs> they usually have some sort of explanation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not always. It's like, oh, they had to have facial reconstruction right. surgery from their accident. Unpeel the bandages. You look so good now. You're okay. It's a completely different actor. You know what? That's a that's a good point. Stephen. maybe I should. This should be viewed as like the the soapiest of soap operas because <laughs> it very much plays like one. Because everything is so so melodramatic, and you know Johnny is so put upon, so fed up with this world. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> One of his lines. <laughs> his accent oh. laugh too. You know, you gotta <laughs> <laughs> I had a, like it's hard it's hard to nail down. I you are you are pretty good at that, Yaman, I think. I, I I got it 
I got to remember it though. I, that was a, that was like a 50%, I think. And I'm yeah. not sure if it probably even closer than 80, except for him, but <laughs> does the bobblehead do that at all? The laugh, it doesn't. Things, but unfortunately the laugh is not one well he definitely has his own style like he has his own laugh goes to a coffee shop to get hot cocoa which threw me off because i'm like he looks like the most serious person in this shop and he's like i'd like some hot cocoa i'm like (laughs) (laughs) he's he's a child at heart steven (laughs) no no i I wanted some after that i was just like you know what so much respect for you right now (laughs) going to flower shops petting doggies a little pug So, How can you resist? That was uh, that that pug was hilarious. Uh, and so he went to that flower shop to. I, okay, so best I could tell is that he. I don't know. He's he's the perfect boyfriend, but his, Lisa doesn't want to see it. She's she's all into uh, beach blonde surfer boy. Uh, what Peter? No, Mark. 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 Peter. She's Mark. Okay, so <laughs> and he, you know, he's bringing her flowers and things, and she's just not having it. She doesn't want his money. Well, she doesn't want the reliable, thoughtful guy. She wants the person who she can't have, which lasts for all of five minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't uh, do that. Johnny's my best friend. Uh, <laughs> Two minutes later, they're in his marital bed. Mm-hmm. Which pissed me off so much. I'm like, one, you're screwing your bo- your girlfriend. I can't speak. Your best friend's girlfriend. Two, you're doing it in his house. Like, so messed up. Then he talks about it with them. He's like, yeah, you know, I like this girl, but she's married. It's just never going to work out. Like what is going on through these people's heads? Like simple stuff as logic just goes right out. Important things like the mother's cancer in the film never gets mentioned again. <laughs> By the way, I'm dying. Mom, gonna be fine. Never comes up again. It's can- more important things to deal with, mom. I love somebody else. Oh, what else? There's so many. Yeah. Oh, oh, the story, the story on the roof. when. We may have been talking over this a little bit, but there's a story where they're on the roof and or maybe I was getting water or a drink um, <laughs> and Tommy and Mark are having this discussion. And Mark is like talking about when he was seeing this girl or this girl he knew was like dating this guy. And then her boyfriend mm-hmm. found out and like beat her up and, and she ended up going in the hospital. And Tommy's reaction is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got it on that one. Oh yeah, the, the, I remember that scene. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what kind of reaction is that? <laughs> as That's... much as him throwing down water and going, "Oh hi, Mark." <laughs> I, I did, did not. I did not. I think that was the shot that they did the most times in shooting that movie. He just couldn't. Yeah, do that. yeah. You're saying he he needed the water bottle. He needed. He, I mm-hmm. guess I, I I keep hearing. I, I you know I'm I've I did high school theater so whatever. So I I'm not I'm not super well versed with actors, but I I get the impression for newish actors what to do with the hands. It's always like what the hell do I do? Do I just I hold them at my sides? I need something, and it it sounds like that was the case with with Tommy. Something he just he couldn't do it. He had to like walk out of that little fake door top roof. Roof door top and like rooftop door. There we go. I can finally speak as well. The, the room has gotten to all of us. <laughs> it, it has. It's messed with our speech. It's messed with our sense of time. Yeah. That their whole um, Danny dealing drugs or buying drugs from that gangster guy. Where's my mark, Danny? <laughs> that was intense. That dude was like that. That was probably like the the realest moment of this entire film. Where I'm like, I. Man, Man, this, this I, hope I hope Tommy, Tommy hires him back, back for the, 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 the other for best, best friends, friends because, because this guy was bringing it. it. Like yeah. he was, 
in on this film. And he, I think he was like the Greek ambassador to something or other, or Armenian ambassador to something like, you know, he's <laughs> just like this guy. And he was like, Oh yeah, kind of getting into acting would be cool. But he like brought it. And I guess people oh. on, on the set were like afraid of him because he was like <laughs> so in character. He was like the only person Tommy wouldn't like boss around because as much as I'm romanticizing, like poor Tommy's doing this for his like sweet little American dream. He was a dick on set. Mm. <laughs> you find out. So that's a shame. Sure. He, um, yeah, I think Chris R was the only person he didn't boss around, but I wouldn't either. Oh, no, that guy was, that guy was intense. <laughs> well, I, I still love like how fast they take his character off screen to go get arrested and then reappear like within a matter of like a minute. Hey, it's easy to do when that, that rooftop door doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> what is time? Time doesn't exist anyways. <laughs> it doesn't. Nope. It, it doesn't exist there or it really, really exists when people are having sex. <laughs> At all. <laughs> yeah. So the the room is in another dimension, you're saying? To, I wouldn't be surprised because the more <laughs> the more we talk about this, the more I'm becoming convinced that Tommy uh isn't actually a human being. If if somebody told me he was an alien or some sort of interdimensional being, I'd be like, makes sense. Totally makes sense. He has a web series where I believe he is an alien or an interdimensional being. They travel through space together. Yeah, he's putting it right out there. He's like, sails <laughs> <laughs> off. Right there, yeah. I did not expect that to go down a rabbit hole, but I'm very excited to see this now. <laughs> I mean, Stephen, Stephen, are you telling me like, uh, it, hearing that now, is there any evidence to the contrary? <laughs> mm, I don't, I don't know. even know where he's from. No one knows where yeah. he comes from. Like, there's a guess again in mm-hmm. the disaster artist, but no one knows where he's really like from. Could be another planet. I'd buy it. See, finally, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Mars attacks that convinced us, Stephen. It was the room. <laughs> So, you know, we just have to like freeze ourselves for like 200 years till we finally have the answer, like just go in the history books and we finally know where he came from. <laughs> I would freeze myself to find that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, it should work. If Futurama did it, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you just made me sad on the Futurama scene, man. <laughs> oh. The dog waiting for his no, owner. No, you oh. shut up. I can't know. That like there are very few things in this world that I would that are like uh, never again sort of things. But that Jurassic Bark episode of Futurama, ah, uh-uh. damn you, Stephen, for bringing that up. <laughs> You're the one to bought Futurama. I brought up Futurama. I didn't bring up the saddest moment that's ever been put in put into media. Show is a comedy, so yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely cried. No, I want want to get back to I want to get back to uh, the room and and what I'm uh, what I've written into my notes is is uh, the the real America's ass. And that that is Tommy Wiseau's ass. (laughs) Because, yeah, like that goes with my notes with man, he works out. He's quite proud of that. I I think he really wanted to showcase it. Hey, you know what? You know what? If if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a butt that looks like that, I'm, I don't blame you. You're never gonna be as young and sexy as you are today, so take advantage of it, right? <laughs> I completely agree. Although you know what, I, I you know feed into my my possible theory here, he may be a, a, an immortal, everlasting being. So <laughs> we will always we will forever be graced with his his butt. Yeah. Does also kind of look like those vampires, you know, that would live forever. Like his butt has definitely never seen the sun, so <laughs> or his back. It's got kind of kind of that like Transylvanian look to him, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I thought yeah. of that. No, yeah. I, th- I think, I don't know. It, it's clear that he he's very much in love with the physique he's made, given the focus of the sex scenes, because it's not, I don't really think it's on the sex or on the connection with the other person or on the woman, because most of those shots are just his bare back <laughs> thrusting into somebody's belly button, apparently. <laughs> and it's true. Usually a sex scene in movies is very focused on the feminine, on the woman, on her body, on the touch, on the like central, on like hiding, you know, like little things, the connection between the people. No, this was just like his butt humping her stomach. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's very progressive in that way. <laughs> it was. And I think those scenes were the ones that were in focus the most. Oh, I know. <laughs> the whole time we're like focus, like everything's out of focus. And then things are in focus and you're like, no, please, please unfocus. Like just stop. <laughs> Don't want to see it. Well, now I'm imagining Tommy pulling, pulling the cinematographer Todd over and just being like, you know, <laughs> you want to keep this job. This is the one scene you better nail. If I see any <laughs> soft focus. Nail. <laughs> he went through like six cinematographers. Really? I didn't. Wow. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. And I, I can't remember if maybe there's only one name in the credits. Cause I feel like that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. And that was like the last guy that he ended up working with who was just like, he was like B cam off and he was, and Tommy like fired the rest of the crew and was like, but we need someone to make the movie. And he was like, all right, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's how you make it in Hollywood. Just moving on up that I, I had no idea he went through. I mean, it's, it's clear that there, there doesn't seem to be like a, a, a cohesive, I don't know, uh, look or, or feeling to the film, like like cinematography wise, because I don't know, clearly it changed hands so much. But I, gosh, I, did, I didn't realize it was I didn't realize the production was that bad. Well, because like we talked about a little bit earlier, but people would try and help him get it right. You know, they'd be like, uh-huh. well, you really can't shoot that. Like, it won't make sense. Or like, no, I think we should do this angle. It's really going to be better. Or like, this is how you like. And he was like, no, like we do it my way. And the cinematographer generally wants it to be a good representation of their work, you know? And so they're like, no. Wow. Then I, I was telling Stephen, I, I feel so sorry for the poor, poor, poor editor on this film. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not want to, I would not have wanted to be in that room. Ah, pun intended. Ah, yeah. Jeez. It's hard to, it's hard to escape. <laughs> and yet again, we're back in the room. I know. <laughs> all the better <laughs> so was there anything that really just always stands out to you no matter how many times you watch it obviously that's your, this is your yeah. first so that doesn't work um well i did notice this time what was funny it's been a while since i've seen it um and there's definitely a phase i went through with like an old boyfriend where we were both really obsessed with it you know um mm-hmm. so like it's just been years probably since I've really thought about the room. And then this time I remember watching it and just being like, Oh, right. This is coming up or, Oh my God, that's coming up. Oh, we haven't seen this yet. Like, I feel like it's just a movie that's full of so many surprises and weird left turns and curveballs that like, even though you've seen it, you just can't wait to see that crazy train wreck that's coming yeah. around the corner again. So does this movie feel like, like, like coming back home after a long vacation or, or seeing an old friend? <laughs> yes, it does. It totally feels like seeing an old friend. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to look forward to seeing it again sometime in the future. If I can, if I can recapture that feeling. 
those screenings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't wait for the world to sort of calm down again so we can experience that. I feel like a drive-in theater could do it even. It'd be a little different, but, you know, like open up. Good, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You see a bunch of spoons flying over people's cars. That'd be fine. I went to I went to my first drive-in movie uh, it was a couple weeks ago, actually, to see that uh, Palm Springs movie with andy sandberg fantastic experience mm. oh yeah i like if you got hulu then watch that movie it's amazing okay cool yeah. i'm you i'm curious know that oh go ahead if we went to a drive-in for one of these things i would go find a novelty shop that has oversized utensils and have like a <laughs> lo- car-sized spoon on my car yes you'd have to that'd be amazing that's all i want to see i mean you know what why wait for the drive-in movie <laughs> <laughs> it's like those little flags on the roof but like giant oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i would respect that giant spoon a lot more go for it <laughs> so i'm but you I, were i i'm curious the, the the i feel like we if we want to talk about the all of the plot of this movie we could be here for hours but what like was so like the ending of this movie shocked me i was not in any way prepared for what was going to happen and how it happened like so I okay. So things blow up. There's a fight. Tommy, you know, Lisa breaks up with Tommy. There's just nobody wants to be with anybody else, and Tommy is just uh, like his world is crumbled. And he, I, I don't know. I like I was not expecting him to just shoot himself in the face and humping the dress after humping the dress. Which <laughs> oh, good gosh, that very I, that's, passionately humping the dress. That's that's burned in up here forever and ever. I, I'm never going to be able to get that out of my head. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. Is there was the what, am I alone in this? What did everybody else see it coming? Mm, I, don't I wouldn't say yet. Yeah. Well, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I saw it coming the first time I saw it, but it definitely didn't feel out of place after the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, given how emotional Johnny can get, yeah. and how attached to Lisa he he was. I definitely can't remember like if it surprised me the first time. I'm sure in that college class we did also have libations, so <laughs> yeah, this is a cool like, college you went to. Like surprised or just I I can I can kind of imagine myself being like what? But like like Stephen said, you know, also not like surprised that it fits in with the rest of the movie so <laughs> sure sure okay i don't know maybe i was i was enjoying the experience of watching it with you two so i i guess i guess i had just i i wasn't paying attention to the movie as much as much as i should have so when that happened i was like whoa what am i watching now what just happened <laughs> yeah right? it made it like more of a fun experience and less of a painful like how did this get made <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> not something I expected. It seems uh, clearly is uh, 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 too too elevated of a reaction. Like you know, I've 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 gone through breakups and I've never you know uh, uh, had sex with a dress and then killed myself. <laughs> clearly, well, I'm glad that at least one of those things didn't happen because we wouldn't have this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Stephen. At least one of those things have not happened. <laughs> He just, he loves so much. He loves Lisa and so much and his friends and he felt so betrayed. That's just his inner life, I guess, you know? I yeah. clearly, I mean, it, I, I, I don't know. I would love to meet Tommy in person because my, uh, 
idea of him from this film makes him makes me not like him at all because i'm like dude people break up get over it (laughs) i'm sad to say i've never met him in person but i have friends that have um and i believe they said he just seemed like he was super high on whatever (laughs) kind of drugs but i'm pretty sure the book says that he doesn't do drugs so i think he just maybe he's from another planet again you know that he like just always seems like he's i think he is a very harsh person though also like again i've been like you know kind of romanticizing him i think he's a very harsh like upsetting person (laughs) i think that might be true Oh, that would that that would be frustrating. Maybe I don't want to meet him. Maybe I don't want to meet the person who thinks that like <laughs> women are terrible because they're not nice to him or something. You know? uh, I mean, you got to You know, there's like a respect there that everyone goes through their own journey where you're like, even people mm-hmm. that are crappy people deserve some sort of like there's always a redeeming factor, I guess, you know, and like you got to kind of just not judge i suppose also don't hurt people don't kill yourself over a breakup but you know (laughs) there's some like understanding that can be given to our crazy (laughs) madman that's true i mean it was like i said 17 years ago i hope he's grown and is enjoying life a lot more (laughs) i hope so yeah yeah well before we get trapped in this room we can at least say he's brought a lot of people together over a passion of one film that's true that's true Mm-hmm. it's true you know what i i i can't fault tommy at all for that he uh like like we were kind of talking about he maybe he didn't get to where he wanted to be the way he wanted to get there but i think he's still to get there like he mm-hmm. he's very well known people love the work he's done quality wise iffy but people like love him and he it sounds like he's achieved all of his dreams which is fantastic. I just what I hope for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> that's what that's what makes it like an inspiring movie in some <laughs> weird way, you know? Like how yeah. did this guy he just followed his heart, he did a thing, and he got everything he wanted, really. Like Well, in regards to his movie, generally when we finish a B movie episode, we decide between generally one of two words, whether we call it brilliance or a blunder. We can create your own word if those don't fit your own description of it. But for everybody, I want to hear what you guys think, which category it falls into, or if you have a unique third oh category God. that you come up with. Steven, <laughs> I don't know how to judge this one. Okay, I like, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt anybody, but we, we've done several of these and it, like, it's always felt like just so obvious what a rating <laughs> for a movie should be. This one seems impossible. I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> So are you just going to abstain on this one? I, I want to hear what other people ever let people say. I'm going to say blundering. Ooh. Clearly a bad movie, but it's just so bad that it's brilliant. And that fact that you're like debating, you know, and like, is it, isn't it? Like, I think it's blunderance. I, she you know is what? Boom. Be- I like. <laughs> <laughs> Doing, completely like, knocked that out of the ballpark done that before come on <laughs> no no the best thing i've done when i couldn't pick between one was i came up with flunder because i'm like it was fun but it was still a blunder but <laughs> yours just wins plain and simple there's no following that one i say let's let's make that a, an official uh, uh specification categorization <laughs> no we we officially have a third one we're going to keep it from this point on plain and simple I that's that's really the best way to describe it. I yeah, you're right. I it doesn't really fall into any category very neatly. 
because it's it's not a well-made movie but it's it kind of does what it was intended to do so (laughs) all righty yeah fantastic (laughs) i my hat's off to this film good on you tommy well before we wrap up (laughs) oh there he is again (laughs) excellent so iman if you can let us know or let our listeners know where they can find you any of the handles you want to share yeah of course um so the best way to find me where i'm most active is instagram Uh, my handle is literally just my first name which is spelled like you'll never guess e i m a N N E. Um, so yeah, just look up Iman on Instagram. I'm there all the time. I have a website. It's um E-M-M-Y-Z is in zebra, E-I-N is in Nancy.com. But that's really more like modeling and reels and stuff. So Instagram is kind of where I share like me. So that's the best. All righty. And Sean, I'll let you wrap us out. I'm doing the outro. Thank you. Oh my goodness, thank you. Thank you, Steven. Thank you, Iman. I like <laughs> This was a fantastic experience for me. Um, the, you know, it's it's always always very wonderful to have uh, a guest come on the show. As much as I love Stephen, uh, it, it's it's uh, that's not that I don't mean it to sound that way. I was just saying it's <laughs> it's always it's always fun to have you know a, an additional uh, point of view and and history with all of these films. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'll say I'll speak for Stephen here too if you'll allow me. Great to have you. So thank, thank you for thank you your. Guys. This is such a cool idea. And thanks for getting me back into the room. Alternate dimension. <laughs> Anytime that we want you to come back whenever you're willing. And and thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, uh, this was just was a fantastic one. One of our, I, I'll say, marquee B-movie episodes uh, is a great time. Uh, give the room a watch. I like I, if you haven't seen it, I mean, you know, it sort of hit this like fabled mythical uh, status in the world where people just I think people just assume it's going to be terrible and they don't want to watch something that's terrible. But it's kind of how I felt. But I was dead wrong. I, it's it's a weirdly uh, engaging and ridiculous movie. And uh, it seems to move pretty fast. So you're not going to regret it. So give it a watch. If you've seen it before, watch it again. Revisit the room. And you know, thanks for listening. I've been Sean Anderson here with Stephen Reyes and the lovely Iman El Zane. And you've been listening to more movies. Please.